Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, we're taking a bit of a break as we're gearing up for season four. So over the next few weeks, we are revisiting some of my favorite episodes. In this look back, Latanya Whitaker, co-owner of Soul Food House in Japan, hilariously recounts her early memories of first arriving in the country and the creative way her mom snuck in a beloved food item. If you missed the original episode, feel free to go back and give it a listen. I hope you enjoy it, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcast. So kind of walk me through this. You are in a new country for the first time. You are in Japan for the first time. You obviously have had this relationship with this with this pastor and his and his family. What was your kind of cultural experiences being in Japan when you got there? Oh, well, actually, we went for a business trip right before uh, we brought the kids over okay. just to see where they were going to be going, where they're going to be. But Japan was uh, the culture shock was every, when I get off that when I got off the airplane everything, everybody was, were Japanese. You know what I mean? It was, there were no, Mm -hmm. you know, when we leave the airport in America, we're there, you see so much diversity, you know what I mean? And then you come to Japan and then you're looking for, you know, other faces that didn't get off the, get off the plane. You're going like, okay, uh, the airline, the pilots, the, uh, everybody that's helping the floor staff, everyone, they were Japanese. And I was just like, can you communicate with me? And they go, oh, they can't. So yeah. it was quite interesting to see that in other countries that is not as diverse as we are used to when you're in America. So that was really a big cultural shock for me. And then uh, when you go out, uh, now that I, you know, I've been here for a while, but in the beginning, you know, I remember going to, we were, we went and I saw my um, friend's kids for the first time and they were still young. You have to realize they were not, um, mm-hmm. 
they were not big kids. And I remember uh, Shino is her name. Uh, she was probably six, seven years old at the time. And then we were all at the church and she just walked off. And I'm going like, where is this child going? So I'm following me and my husband. We're following her to make sure that she's okay. And she's going to the park to go play. You know what I mean? But in Japan, that's normal. You know what I mean? Because it's considered to be a pretty safe country. Whereas we ain't going nowhere. You know what I mean? We ain't walking nowhere by ourselves. We're in the same I was going to say, we're the same generation where there were so many kids' faces on the back of a milk carton. They don't even do that anymore. But do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like I said, I said that to someone. I was like, do they do that anymore? They're like, no, now they've got the little flyers. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, so I was just, and then I'm you, going like, and so she was happy to introduce us to her friends and we played and stuff like that. And then her mom came looking for us, you know, because the other, you know, mm-hmm. the kids and everybody was looking for us. So they was like, they came looking for us. And she was like, oh, she just played with her friends. She's fine. You can come on back. And I'm going like, okay. And, you know, now that I've been here, you realize it's really okay. And I'll tell you a different, I'll tell you a different story about that later. But yeah. I think I would have the same reaction to you as you, to be honest. If I saw a little kid just kind of wander from their parents, my first concern is I don't want anyone to snatch this kid. I don't want them to get hurt. Do their parents know where they're going? Is it... Amber alert. Yes, well, you have to realize <laughs> right. you get on the train and you see all these little kids by themselves. They have their big backpacks and they're just by themselves. And you're going like, okay, all right, what is going on here? You know, because in, in America, we let, you know, <laughs> you know, think about it. We let our kids walk to the corner. We just call child abuse and get arrested. We, <laughs> what you right. mean they walked a mile, you know? <laughs> right. Well, and I think I think the closest we may have in the U.S. is possibly New Yorkers, possibly. Mm-hmm. Although I would argue that, and I think it is generational too. I would argue that maybe some of that has changed because of what we saw in the seventies, eighties, yeah. and the nineties, um, and how people parent. But I would say probably if we looked at collectively, just in terms of just letting kids get on public transportation. Now, half of us don't even got public So I can't, it's hard to say like, we don't let them get on because we, <laughs> we all in cars Definitely anyway. Not admit, we get in the car. But, and- but, but, you know, but, you know, getting on your bike and just riding around and doing all of that. I think that that's very much generational. And, and but you're right to see a little kid on a subway yeah. without a parent. Without a parent. It, it, it really out. did. If that freaked me out for real. I and I think, yeah, just it was amazing to see trains being able to take you any and everywhere because I didn't, I didn't live <laughs> right. in New York. I didn't have that experience. You know, you drove everywhere. Uh, so mainly everyone, I mean, I literally uh, would see like, uh, and we say obachans or like grandmamas, granddaddies in their electric wheelchair. And they're so independent. You you know, like in the States, you know, yeah. uh, once you get older, so many people are waiting on other people to take them somewhere. Not in Japan. Yeah. Japan, they, they, they like, hey, I, if they got to walk on their cane, hobble to the, because the buses, the trains, the electric wheelchair will take them wherever they got to go. And nobody want to take them. It's just like, okay, I ain't got nothing to do with you. So <laughs> they have their own life. I am so envious of, of the level of public transportation we see in other countries, especially, obviously we see in Europe, but obviously in Southeast Asia, I haven't been to Japan, but I've been to Singapore and I was just like, 
yo, first of all, super clean, going everywhere I need to go. This, this right here, <laughs> I wish I could take this yes. with me. And so in many ways, I guess that sort of promotes independence, both for kids and for on yes. the other end of the spectrum. It creates right? a lot of independence. That's yes. awesome. And so, all right. So you're in, you're in Japan, you've taken these kids, you sort of had this experience. So I'm curious at what point you and your husband decide, okay, we could live here. I think on um, heading, we were in Japan with the kids for like 10 days. And I want to say it was actually toward the end of the first week that we just really, (laughs) really enjoyed being there. And we were looking at the opportunities of what it would take to actually come back and move and and do a uh, more full time um, mission trip or, you know, but uh, that took about a year and a half before we can even come back. But literally it was, um, I don't know, we really enjoyed the, the freedom, the independence, the, it was good. It was, it was just a really, really good experience. Everyone was so kind. It was a really good experience. And I'm curious, what, what was the level of and I, I didn't really get into this earlier, but what was the type of mission work you guys were doing? So was it teaching? Yeah. Was it more well, hands-on or was it something else? Uh, we did a lot of teaching. Um, it was, um, I'm a I'm a singer. So we did uh, a gospel workshop and then um, we did, um, but mainly we went into the public schools um, and did teaching uh, elementary school. Uh, one also was a Christian school, Sega Quinn. And we did, it was, I don't know, it was mainly teaching English. And uh, then we did like a, a open mic night, I guess you can say. And, <laughs> but for the most part, it was teaching English. Yeah. Very cool. And how was it trying to corral teenagers? As someone who has had to do that in a variety of settings and including some mission settings, believe it or not. Um, how was it just trying to manage with a group of teenagers in a different country. Oh, and obviously they were great. I assume you didn't speak they were great. They were so excited. <laughs> were yeah, they? they were so excited to have the opportunity. You know, I think there, I didn't have many problems on the trip. It was after I returned because uh, when we, the first week, all of us stayed together in a shared space. Like the girls were on one floor and the boys were on another floor. In the second week we did homestays. And then, uh, you know, everyone was one person, one house. And then when we got back, even though every week we did a, a every day, we did a follow up to see how you doing, what was it like, da, da, da. just, you know, I found out when I got back, there was at least one child who was, even though he was a teenager, he was so scared to be in another person's home. Uh, and never ever t- told anybody because he didn't want anybody to think that he was like uh, scared. Yeah, and so he went through us like trauma actually. So that was, but we didn't find that out till we got back. But other than that, uh, they were even though they were teenagers, they were teaching in the elementary schools, and then you know they were teaching them games like red light, green light, or uh, dodgeball, mm-hmm. or just things that. Uh, games that would get them to speak English um, in a in a fun way. So they had re- a really really good time. I will say, you know, they had to the the first week in order for them to go uh, to get clean, they had to go to the onsen uh, or to to or to we say the sento, which is the public bath. So they going like uh trauma. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean I got to go to the public bath? 
<laughs> and you have to realize that ain't something we do, girl. <laughs> Ever. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I can, I will go anytime I can go. But, <laughs> but no, for for them for the first time, and for me for the first time, <laughs> I remember you say public bath, and Americans are like, "What? You the first oh time God. I went? Fortunately, the they took us to." Um, uh, the, our friends took us to Mount Fuji and uh, mm-hmm. we went to uh, onsen up that way and it was absolutely beautiful made me fall in love with going to the hot springs and stuff like that but they I'm a big girl <laughs> yeah they gave, right. they, gave they gave me this towel <laughs> it you <laughs> That I didn't know which way to put it on my body because it wasn't covered. But right, <laughs> it was like one of the, you know the long face towels or whatever that supposed to help you wash your back. Girl, that's all they gave right. you. So here's and here's the thing about traveling too, because I've been to places where you don't even have to be what people would even define as big. You're just bigger than what yes. the national, yes. like the normal. I don't even know what to say. The actual local yes. population is. And so I've been places where I'm like, how, okay, y'all, this right here, I get that you're all 5'2 and 180 <laughs> but Americans are kind of big. Yes. Just, you know, yes. it's just, it just genetics and, yeah. and intermingling and just depending on where your people come from. Like, we're a lot. Like, we're not all, and trust, <laughs> we're not all Trust this. me, if you're Argentinians. If you're coming to Asia, <laughs> so, if you're coming to Japan, clothes, yeah. shoes, bras, none of that is coming to you. Yes. Makeup, none of that. Oh my gosh. I had an old I, an old friend of mine when I went out to visit her. She lived in Argentina and she said, yeah, I'm just going to have to get like bras and stuff from the States because, and the thing is she is tinier, she's like a size I don't even think a size four petite, like compared to petite, she's shorter than me, whatever. Cause I'm five, six, five, seven. And she was like, yeah, because stuff is too tight for me. Like it's too small for me here. And I'm looking at her going, but ma'am, <laughs> you are like, but you by American standards. you know, <laughs> you're very to you. And she's like, I really can't. And then I said, so what you're saying is I want to buy a pair of pants. Just go on ahead and import them. You, from the US. Believe, you know what? That's why people travel home because when they going home, they <laughs> right. take an empty suitcase because you're going to stock up yeah, on everything. <laughs> you, if you're not going to be there for a year, then you got to make sure you have everything from makeup, everything whatever you think you're gonna get and need for that one year oh my god people made fun of me when i moved to doha because i had a suitcase which was just spices which made sense with <laughs> <laughs> just like i was like yo and when my sister came i was like yo i need some spices yeah. let me tell you like <laughs> back in the day, back in the- Larry's, like she brought, she Let me brought tell you. everything you could imagine. I'm from Mississippi. Mississippi is catfish bound. Okay, now back in the day, right. this, uh, we've been here what now? Almost 16 years. So you know, I couldn't find catfish in the beginning. Ask me, I still to this day <laughs> don't know how my mama came over here on her first trip to Japan with a case of catfish 
Because <laughs> you know they be checking that. You know they be checking that. That's my the stuff my sister slid in. I said, "Are y'all ch- okay? I guess you all, or y'all just didn't know what it was." And said, "You know what? Let it go." That was right. She, like, I, it, and it was still partially frozen when she got off the plane. She wrapped that mug up, and I'm just like dry ice and everything. But I'm going like that's amazing really? though. That is amazing. Because don't you have to? De- on the farm at Ashley, well, it wasn't alive though. You know what it's like. Uh-uh. You have perishable. <laughs> they got so yeah. they got you know they got all these signs that say no fresh fruit, no fresh no live, right. no live. <laughs> but they did not no say. This, but you go get a case they of did. catfish up in there. Um, <laughs> but they did not say seafood, <laughs> and she got it in there. I don't know what's funnier is that she got it out of the. Well, the thing is when you're leaving the U.S. They're not as pressed. Right. <laughs> They're like, you know what? They're like, you know what? That's somebody else's problem. And then when you get over there, sometimes they're just like, well, <laughs> you I know, mean, she didn't. Maybe we yeah, she didn't try it again. But uh, and I wouldn't advise anybody <laughs> listening to this to try to do that. However, oh God, it was favor because God <laughs> knew I needed some catfish in my life. Some catfish. <laughs> You've just listened to an episode of The Global Chatter, which is hosted by me, Amanda Bates. It is edited by Stephanie Ficcio. Don't forget to subscribe to The Global Chatter on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at The Global Chatter or stop by Twitter and find us at Global Chat Pod. If you have a question, want to subscribe to the newsletter or are interested in sponsoring, visit theglobalchatter.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.